Hello. All right, people. It is Kevin and Tachi. All right. This is our very first uh, broadcast on our station, TVC Rewind. You know us as TV Channeling, your favorite entertainment podcast. And here on Anchor, we're going to be known as TVC Rewind, TV Channeling Rewind, because we will be rewinding the events in entertainment and also rewinding what happened on some of your favorite shows and events on television, right? And you, yeah, because you know how we love to rewind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start it up, Tanchi. What has been going on in the world of entertainment? As much as I hate to address this, you know we have to address this. The big story in entertainment is the ramp- rampant se- stories of uh, sexual harassment, sexual abuse, sexual predatoriness. That's not a word, but that, that, that's basically be. the thing. It should be predatoriness. It's it's really disgusting. And the thing is, the fact that it's coming out now doesn't mean that this is, oh, all of a sudden, this has been ingrained. And I don't want to talk just about entertainment in, in terms of this happening. This is, hap- this is rampant in industry and in corporate in general. In, in wherever people work, there is th- th- exists. So I don't want to just put this on Hollywood, but Hollywood was the antecedent for all of this coming to the surface. Oh, definitely. And also the uh, news world, the, the, uh, the media world uh, between Bill O'Reilly and then the. Oh, <laughs> oh, my God. Bill O'Reilly. OK, you know what? One thing I want to say about Bill O'Reilly, please tell me you saw the video of him doing his podcast, basically talking about how he's angry at God for not, you know, helping him out during this whole thing. God, you don't get me started. I just angry that was... God for not helping him. God doesn't help the devil's children. Yeah, and he Sorry. yeah, and he actually said that if, like you know if he like you know dies today or tomorrow that he'll ask you know ask him why you know you know he didn't have his back. And I'm thinking maybe because he might be a woman, and so yeah, then <laughs> she that too. definitely would not have his back with what he's been up to. That too, but I also said, well, you may not have the opportunity because I don't think you're going to that place. Anyway, so (laughs) (laughs) you might be going to join your friend Cheeto Satan someplace else. (laughs) Just saying, don't, don't, don't get gully thinking, oh, I'll ask God. You may not see him, so be quiet. Well, my favorite thing about the whole thing with him is, uh, okay, it, it just came to light uh, recently in the last week or week or so that um, he had a settlement with a woman for over $32 million. Yes. Yet he still has the nerve to say that he didn't do anything. Not only did he, does he claim he didn't do anything, but he also has proof that he did nothing. It's like, okay. what kind of crappy attorneys do you have that have you settle for $32 million and give somebody $32 million that you did nothing to and you have proof that you did nothing to them. Which is why this is absolute rubbish because look, he's not, this $32 million did not come out of his pockets, okay? So it's not like he's paying for it. It's real easy to spend other people's money apparently. So if, if you really didn't do anything, 
$32 million is a lot to say, oh, let me just pay them off because it's too... No. You did something. You okay. did something, and you don't care because someone else is footing the bill. No, Tachi, it's worse. I think I'm right on this. We may have to check our, check my facts, but I okay. thought that, the, that Fox News was actually saying to their shareholders that they didn't pay anything. They didn't pay this $32 million came out of uh, Bill O'Reilly's pocket, and that's one of the things they're basically trying to put out there to assuage you know, the, the upset of the Fox shareholders to say that, yes, they did hire him again, um, you know, re, re up his contract, but that money didn't come out of their pocket. At least that's what I heard uh, uh, some Fox uh, exec saying on camera. Now, maybe it's not true, but at least that's what I heard, that this came out of Bill O'Reilly's pocket. So if that is, in fact, true, it's even more stunning that you are still claiming to be completely innocent and have proof uh, that you're innocent and that this woman is lying and you still paid $32 million out of your own pocket. Which All right, which. All right, which we're waiting for uh, your proof, <laughs> whatever. But but here's the thing. I they, okay, it could very well be as they said that he paid for this out of his own pocket. But I'm sorry, this is Fox News. They are not known for being upright <laughs> truth tellers. I I kind of don't believe for a moment that they had no inkling or clue. This was their star. This was a Fox News star. And so he brought in way more money. I mean, just look at the advertisers that he had during the show. He was garnering way more probably in advertising and sponsorship during the course of his show that that $32 million or whatever portion they may have paid would have been well worth it. So I don't believe that they didn't pay anything. I, I just don't. Oh, well, the funny thing is, though, they didn't, even if they're telling the truth that they didn't pay anything about this $32 million, but all the other lawsuits that were settled, they paid that money. They're just claiming they didn't pay anything of this $32 million. Oh, and, and oh so all of a sudden, you, you didn't pay. See? Well, See all, how I can, all I can assume is that they finally put something in his contract that mm -hmm. basically said that if any of many more of these happen, you know, we're not responsible for paying for settlements, which would make sense. If you've done this multiple times, we have had to pay money out to you sexually harassing fellow employees, um, and we're going to basically sign you up again. It's like, you know what, that money of any more sexual harassment uh, cases is going to have to come from you uh, if there is another settlement. That would make sense, uh, but it's not like Fox News is known for doing things that make sense, so... Yeah, the jury's out as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> or that have any sort of moral compass. So anyway, yeah, I don't know. So here's the thing. This uh, O'Reilly, o, o whoever the hell he is, he's been dropped by his talent agency. And he's not just with any slouch talent agency. He's with um, UTA. So that's a major talent agency. He's no longer a client. And this is as of Monday evening. They said they would no longer be representing him when his agreement with the company expires at the end of the year. So he has like like a month and a half, <laughs> two months. <laughs> so get your jollies now, Bill, because you won't be. You, and you know what? I don't know unless there's some super right wing conservative talent agency that's like, yeah, we'll pick him up. Or they don't even have to be politically you know, affiliated. Someone that would just see that 
somebody will pick him up. I think he's going to have a tough time getting representation again by anybody reputable. Oh, definitely. But all I can, I mean, maybe he can get hired on to the Blaze. Um, yeah, Glenn, yeah. Glenn Beck's uh, uh, station. Oh, Glenn Beck will take him. Absolutely. I mean, all of these deplorables roll together. And I, I'm sorry. Usually I try to stay neutral when it comes to these things, but I have no stomach for deplorable people who do deplorable things. And if you do, Beckmeister, whoever you are, hire him. If Blaze does hire him, they're co signing on his foolishness. Because oh yeah, and what what kind of insurance are, do they have to have to basically do this? Or maybe they'll make him sign a contract yet again, saying that if there's any kind of other cases, this is on you to take care of. No, absolutely. But I mean, why would you even put your station at risk like that? Now the atmosphere is such, and this is not for everybody by any means. There are still uh, women and men that are experiencing harassment that are not in the public eye. And so they're like, all right, well, I have to feed my children. And these are like minimum wage jobs. So everybody doesn't have the opportunity, I should say, to come out without fear of retribution. So I'm I'm just I'm just I'm just wondering why they would put their brand at risk and no nothing has been done. We're not saying Blaze has picked him up, but why would anybody put their brand at risk now? Because now the atmosphere is such that people can come out because there's a whole bunch of people coming out with this now. Well, well, if that's the case, Tanchi, Bill O'Reilly was just a guest on Sean Hannity's uh, show what less than two weeks ago okay Uh, he's on fox yeah but my point is the that he had already been let go of fox why was he even allowed to come on and be a guest is my question if if because fox is not sorry they don't care fox is not sorry all they care about is ratings and i don't want to just put the ratings thing things on fox but if they were really that concerned the only reason any of this is a problem now is because the the idiot got caught that's all that they care about if 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 nobody came out and said anything they would have been going on about their bloody okie doke business as usual so because so they don't care they really don't care because it's like, well, he's not working for us. But we never said that he couldn't come back as a guest. So they really don't care. They, they don't care about the women that were affected by this. They don't care about his deplorable behavior. If they did, they would, they would not even allow him back as a guest. So your, and the answer is they don't care. Okay, well, let's, let's talk about uh, what happened uh, just a couple of days ago over on uh, NBC, the journalist that was uh, suspended. Yes, Mark Halperin, um, the journalist from NBC. So what's happening? What's happened is this. There are at least a dozen of his former colleagues that have reportedly come forward with sexual harassment allegations. And there's a new one that just came out just today. A woman claimed that Halperin pleasured himself behind the desk while staring at her. I don't understand what's wrong with people. Yeah, I I don't understand what's wrong with people. Who thinks that that, why? Oh my God, God. what's what's crazy is I thought that just shows how you have to have your finger on the uh, entertainment pulse and you do, Tachi, because when this came out like yesterday, it was five women 
had come forward. And now it's like, oh, it's over a dozen. And uh-huh. there's stories about pleasuring oneself uh, of under their death. Wow, a lot has changed. And the funny thing is, he was doing the same thing that Harvey Weinstein was doing, at least as of yesterday. I don't know. Uh-huh. But he was doing this thing where it's like, everybody who's saying these things about me, are they're all lying. I didn't sexually harass anybody. But I would like to apologize for stuff I did that wasn't against the law or you can't sue me for, but I may have done some things that weren't exactly cool. It's like, how can you can't apologize and then say at the same time, I didn't do anything. No, exactly. Exactly. So, okay. This, um, this one accuser was from an ABC news desk assistant in the late nineties and said, you know, that this happened in the late nineties. Um, she was in her 20s at the time and asked to meet with him for career advice and then went to his office after 10 p.m. And while they were talking, she told CNN that he began pleasuring himself behind his wooden desk while he stared at her. Did you wooden have to say desk. wooden? Okay, That's I what they said. Look, this is according to Business Insider. He said that. I, that's why I said I'm like, wow, they're very specific there. Wooden. <laughs> Wait a minute. What, I just what thought kind of about, finish did it have? Was it a walnut finish? Was it an oak? They didn't go that far, but I would venture to say cherry. But any case. <laughs> oh, that's not, oh, that's not cool. <laughs> oh, God, okay. I'm gonna, just going to stop saying things. You know me and things popping up. So I'm just going to stop saying things. So, yeah, that was uh, – and her account apparently was corroborated by friends um, – who were told about this years ago. And there's another woman that alleged that Halperin violently threw her against the window of a restaurant before coming at her with his open mouth. What? Wow. That is all kinds of shocking. Well, one thing I will give credit to is, um, well, I don't know. So far I haven't heard, is ABC, uh, NBC still saying he's just suspended? Have they made any other announcements yet? Okay, from from what I'm seeing, it looks like he is uh, released. It didn't say suspended. It looked like he was um, dismissed. So let's let's <laughs> let's uh, d- look further into what that means. So they were saying, according to Business um, Insider, that uh, yeah, now. Um, yeah, out. Veteran journalist, journalist Mark Halperin, um, out. Well, the funny thing is, uh, what I got to give credit to is HBO is Johnny on the spot because yesterday when this whole thing broke, um, he was uh, you know finalizing some deal with HBO to turn his uh, book that he penned about the 2016 election uh, into some kind of project over at uh, HBO. And HBO was all like, goodbye, no thanks. They basically, once the first five had come forward, that was enough for them to cut all ties. Uh, because, you know, they made a, um, a, a book that he wrote with, um, I can't remember what, what the, his partner was with that book. He didn't write that book on, alone, but he wrote a book in 2008 about that election. And that was made into a movie uh, uh, that one HBO movie. And so um, they were, I guess, looking to do that kind of thing again. But this was enough for them to basically cut all ties, which was very smart because they're, I don't understand how people don't see this. Once a couple of people are strong enough to come forward, 
the floodgates start to open up because normally people that, that, that do this kind of behavior, it's like Lay's potato chips. You can't molest just one. You oh have to God, keep... Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, oh my gosh. You have That's to terrible. keep... terrible. This is not like uh, snacks, Kevin. <laughs> well, it seems to be the, when somebody basically has uh, molested or, or drugged, in like Bill Cosby's case, it isn't just one person that they do this to. And so when five women came forward, it's like there's not going to just be five. More will come forward. And, and one of the things that I love that's really happening now is the strength in numbers. This is a time right now, if you are a sexual harasser or a predator in some position of power, you, should be not, you shouldn't be sleeping tonight. Because if they haven't already come for you, people are coming for you. This is the time for people to share their truths. Uh, James Vanderbee came forward about uh, 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 being... Uh, uh, sexually assaulted by, yeah, like, uh, yeah, uh, 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 in the in in some kind of work capacity, as did, um, oh my God, former football Terry Crews, Terry Terry Crews, yeah, also came forward about uh, uh, some power player actually groping him, uh-huh. uh, groping his crotch at a Hollywood party in front of his wife, and in front of his wife, yep. Yeah, he didn't feel com- comfortable coming forward because of the power that this particular person had. Well, that and he's a man. Think about it. It is very anti-masculine, quote-unquote, to admit that somebody else harassed you or somebody else beat you in some sense. It's it's very, quote-unquote, anti-masculine. So it's uncomfortable to come forward. So beyond the fact that this person is powerful and a power player, he's also a man. So that makes it even more embarrassing, which he should not be, because that's not his fault, but it makes it more embarrassing. So the fact that Terry Crews came forward and said this, this was, you know, amazing. And it did so much, it's so much to the movement. Oh, yeah. And I, I give credit to James Vanderbee. Uh, and for, James Vanderbeek as well. Yeah. Yes, for, yeah, for coming forward about their own experiences. And the funny thing is, um, I shouldn't say funny, but the not not so surprising <laughs> thing is, it's like even now that the men the men have come forward about being sexually harassed or assaulted, were har- harassed or assaulted by other men. So far, there's there's no female executives that are basically uh, telling you to wear tight pants. You come into work the next day. Um, at least if if they are, people are keeping that on the down low so far. Exactly. Exactly. And then you know what? Sometimes there is this perception that when women do it, it's not really harassing, and it is equally as harassing as when men do it. Okay. You so, know what? All right. Okay. That brings up something that's kind of a side note, um, because uh, Pierce Brosnan and I forget who else was upset about this, and I want to get your take if you haven't heard about it already. There, um, it was a. Uh, uh, Oh, what's her name? Katy Perry's birthday, I think, a day or two ago, and okay. and um, Ellen DeGeneres. Have you heard about this? No, I haven't. Okay, so Ellen DeGeneres posted a picture wishing her a happy birthday, and and it's a picture of them, I think, at the at the Grammys a couple of years ago. And Katy Perry is wearing a dress that's you know featuring uh, two of her biggest assets. Let's say, so she was taking everybody to Cleavage Town, and. Um, the picture shows Ellen DeGeneres next to her, her wife, Portia de Rossi, and she's 
literally just like her face is like inches away from her her she's like her mouth is agape like oh my god check out that rat is the basically the gist of that picture and so she posted that like kind of like happy birthday and so uh Pierce Broslin uh the uh now he's a you know Engl- uh, European or uh UK uh, talk show host he he was here in the the states for a while on CNN Pierce Morgan. What was I saying? Pierce. I was talking about. I'm talking about You're former James Bond. In the UK. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, yes. Okay. Yes. Thank. Well, you know what? This is live, people. Anyway. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we're working without a net. All right. Um. <laughs> so anyway. So um, uh, I can't remember what other uh personality was talking about this but they were basically upset about the idea that if a man were to release a picture like this they would be called sexist and why are people jumping on ellen degeneres uh, well first of all she's america's favorite lesbian so that's probably she gets a pass probably and also being a woman i just the the fact is people look at women differently than they look at men in these kinds of situations but uh just hearing about it what do you think about uh, Ellen DeGeneres doing that kind of thing and and would people react differently if it was a famous man uh, showing a picture of himself you know you know uh, ogling Katy Perry's breast and putting it out there to wish her happy birthday most certainly people would view it differently it would be viewed as harassing it would especially in the climate we're in now that would not go over well and yes there is a different standard that women are judged by when it comes to those types of things and uh they prop people are like oh, okay well it's harmless and really it's it's not it sets a bad precedent it it just sets a bad precedent. I think that could be equally as harassing because it's like if that's not something that you're into, even though she she probably did not mean any harm, you you could say the same thing about a, a man who doesn't didn't mean any harm. Okay, well, it came off harmfully. So I guess I really think that's between you know if Katy Perry felt uncomfortable with that for her to say something to Ellen and for the and see this is this is sometimes what happens and I don't want to put um lesbians in a box or a jar or whatever saying that because this is not everybody but because there's that perception sometimes that oh women aren't really you know harassers sometimes people think you know women think they can get away with things and it it will be okay and you know lesbian women sometimes think that they can get away with things and it's okay i mean that has happened to me and i'm like um Yo, that's not cool. You know, simply because you're a woman and you're a lesbian, and you, it's not cool for you to grab and it's not cool for you to do things. So, yeah, women are absolutely, I don't want to say given a pass, but in a sense, they are given a pass with these type of things. But it's still unwanted attention and you're in my space. Okay, do you remember uh, what happened? This I think this is at least five years, five, six years ago. But it was on a red carpet on E!, Isaac Mizrahi was one of the red carpet people. And um, uh, what's her name? Scarlett Johansson was there. um, And like, they're doing the kind of interview, like, what are you wearing? And she's there in this dress and it's, and and the girls are on display. Isaac Mizrahi compliments her and he literally touched her breast. And because in his mind, I guess, because he's a gay man, 
uh, an out gay man that he thought that it would be cool. And Scarlett did not look happy and was not cool with it. Um, <laughs> he's a stranger, but because he's gay, uh, that it was like it was going to be okay. And it also reminds me of, do you, I'm going to take you way back. I can't remember what, any even what year this was, but I remember when Little Kim was at some award show, she had on this like jumpsuit thing that was like, uh, yeah, asymmetrical, and on, and on one side was just completely exposed breast with a pasty, and Diana Ross was presenting uh, with her, and Diana Ross was fascinated by. Apparently, she had never seen a breast before, and she actually was touching and like jiggling her exposed breast. But yeah, yes, I remember that. I go ahead, go ahead. And but but now now some people might say like if, you know maybe you shouldn't have your breast out on TV if you don't want Diana Ross to like you know juggle jiggle them around. <laughs> you might want to cover that up. But, but um, I, you know, just because they're out doesn't mean anybody can just touch. Well, exactly. Just like you don't have to tweet just because you have a Twitter account. You don't always have to talk. But yeah, you're right. I think the uh, the the thing is with Diana Ross, the way she was doing it was like, what the hell? But I don't think she needed to actually touch her to make that point. Um, Let alone shake. She was like bounce play. I mean, she was, she was bouncing. Like, I know. I was like, can you not on television? <laughs> It's bad enough that she has this stupid thing on with a pasty over it. And who, whoever thought that that was a good idea. Yeah, I thought, that, I, th- I thought that she was like five seconds away from motorboating her. I was like, how far is this going to go? I, I was like, can you leave it alone? Please? Yes, we see it. Leave it. Al- yeah, no, don't touch it. Yeah, we know what it is. Leave <laughs> it, Diana. Leave it. No, thank you, Diana. Leave it. I, I think that that came from the perspective of being an old school performer and having, while you still want to be sexy, having some kind of mystery about you. And she came off kind of like the grandmama, like, what the hell is it? You know how grandma, (laughs) who told you to go, go put on a bra, like that type of thing. That's how it seemed to me. Uh, well, so, the funny thing is, I thought that she was having a good time. I mean, <laughs> Diana was enjoying herself, but uh, <laughs> at least I I differently. I say I don't know. Yeah, we may have had two different points of view. Yeah, there was be- there wasn't a mountain high enough to keep her away from Little Kim's rack. There was none. <laughs> oh, 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 or valley low enough. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, no, I, I kind of viewed that as a, ooh, you, did you forget the rest of your shirt? Is this a wardrobe malfunction? I don't know. Yeah, so, oh my God. So, yeah, so there's a lot, some people were thinking that they have a past, but I, I feel like when in doubt, do not. And when it comes to workplace situations, let's just talk about this for a second. This whole uh, idea of trying to, if anybody is beneath you, in a job no no if you have if you can control the hours they work um at you know at home depot or target or or in the movie they're in or or the news station they're on no <laughs> so yes. the idea that because i think that the 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 guy from whose name i'm forgetting again already uh from abc was trying to make some kind of statement like well you know he 
it wasn't sexual harassment, but he should not have been having relationships or trying to have relationships with, you know, uh, colleagues. It's like, they're not even, they're underlings. Um, even if they were colleagues, if you want to call people that are beneath you still, they're still, I guess they technically still are colleagues. Just play it safe and do not try to have sex with anybody at your job that you are actually, can, that you have any control over what they do. If they work in the same company as you, but you have nothing to do with each other, that's a different kind of story. But as far as it, and, and definitely you should never be uh, masturbating at work, period, under desk, over on top of desk, near desk, in a building that contains a desk. No, no pleasuring of yourself. See, this is why I don't eat what everybody brings to the potluck. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is all kinds of wrong. I'm just saying, I'm, you don't know what people do with <laughs> What everybody cooks to the potluck. Oh my god! All right, okay. We I think we need to. We're, now we're talking about potlucks. We should just leave this story and to be continued until the next person that comes forward. I guess. Yeah, absolutely. There and there are a bunch, unfortunately. Um, e News host Ken Baker has just been accused of sexual harassment by former employees. Wow. Yeah, so um, he's a yeah senior news correspondent there. If you watch E News, so it's it's rampant in entertainment, in in media, but also in other um, other areas and other industries as well. But I'm I'm optimistic that now that there is this collective of people coming forward and saying, you know what, no, you're not going to continue to do this. That not only does this mean something for sexual harassment. But I think this means something for other types of discrimination as well. Oh, absolutely. And I think you and I talked about the fact that it, how the, the sexual harassment uh, and just sexism, period, in the tech industry, um, that I think it's time for so many people to come out and come forward. And again, if anybody has any issues, especially any kind of public capacity that's in the public eye in any way, this is your time to come out and to shame the devil because – if you're not going to come out now with these stories and, and this is the time where people are going to be believed and take these people down who are using their power to oppress and threaten and sometimes just out and out even it's been it's gone past assault. It's been actual rape. Some of these cases. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing is uh, what what I am not happy with is the people that will say why did they wait so long or the people that will say well this is only coming out now because xyz person is not on top anymore you have to understand in the minds of people that are you know if you've never worked for anybody else then perhaps you're exempt from for the, from this but if you have and there are a bunch of people because we don't value communication in our organizations or we act like we do but we don't we don't value diversity we act like we do but we don't you just people just want and a lot of organizations just want business as usual with no headache and so because people don't listen in their trainings or they think they think training like diversity training and sexual harassment training is just something they have to do as a formality to keep their job they do the bare minimum and they don't listen and they don't take uh the lessons into account they they basically breeze through them 
And so that's a problem. We've created a culture where these things are just formalities where, and people don't feel like they have to pay attention to them. You know how long these trainings have been going on and this is still happening? I'd be, be for damn sure the Weinstein company had uh, these types of sexual harassment trainings in there and uh, hostile workplace things. Yet you see what happens. So human resources is really just a joke most of the time when it comes to these things. And I don't know if it's they don't have the the power to do things over uh, other people. But it's like usually your first line of defense is to go to human resources. And sometimes that does not help. Some human resource people are very helpful. And I would like to think most of the time. But then there are some that are just completely useless useless i've seen like a couple known some people who have gone through a couple of discrimination cases and their human resources people were absolute worthless pieces of skin so there's a lot of change that needs to happen sorry getting off my soapbox okay but like in the case of the weinstein uh company it's like go to human resources and say like what oh you need to basically go to the uh, owner of this company and tell him that you know uh, that some intern or or you know some assistant uh, basically is feels uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, that nothing that wasn't going to happen. When you have people that are that high up, they basically set the culture and what is and isn't permissible. So, I, human resources, what are you going to do when it's when it when it comes when it's rotting from the top? You know, no, I, understand. I, I understand that. But human resources also needs to to um, operate within the confines of the law. All of this issue is illegal. And the reason there is human resources in the first place is not just to hire people and to deal with their benefits packages. It's also to uphold the law. And believe me, I get the fact that when the law is coming from somebody like Harvey Weinstein and that board who, yes, you did know what was going on. Shut up. Yes, you did. Uh, when it's coming from that high up, I get that it's an uphill battle to try and get anything done. But then again, that's why I say you're you're worthless if you cannot protect the people who you are supposed who are you're supposed to be accountable to why are you there worthless all right well i think we have <laughs> we, we have settled this we have settled this issue so if they have any if they have any other questions they just need to listen to this recording and they will know how to handle this in future thank you very much that's right all right, Tachi, what else is going on? Let's uh let's talk about what's going on with uh Netflix and Stranger Things. Okay, so apparently there is an after show now for Stranger Things. You have a lot of information about this. Do you you actually watch Stranger Things, right? No, you know what's funny? I have not seen uh one episode of Stranger Things and everybody <laughs> everybody and their grandmother except for you has told me how incredible it is and how I need to be watching it. And I I kind of felt like, well, I'll eventually get to it and but shockingly um doing a podcast about TV, you end up watching a lot of other stuff plus nice. what you what you would ordinarily watch so it sometimes things slip through the cracks. But this is one show I guess I'm going to have to – I have no choice. I'm going to have to watch it because it's like everybody's talking about it apparently for a reason. It's a critical darling, and it's a viewer darling. And that normally – normally you don't get – both those things aren't normally true. But 
Netflix seeing the huge success of uh, like shows like The Talking Dead and uh, the uh, the show also hosted by Chris Hardwick uh, after um, uh, Breaking Bad. Was it The Talking Bad? Can't remember what the name of that was. I think it was called Talking Bad. Yeah, and so I was always surprised that a, a juggernaut show like uh, Game of Thrones didn't have an after show where they discussed the show in depth. And they did it uh, the season before last, uh, not in 2017, but in 2016. And they could not have gotten two people who were, were more charisma free. I mean, it, were, it was shocking. <laughs> how incredibly unentertaining those guys were. And what was crazy was it didn't even happen. The uh, 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 Game of Thrones airs on Sunday nights. It would air the following night. It's like, are you serious? You can't put these, you couldn't put these guys in a studio and have them actually record an after show right after the show aired and then actually have some of the like what they did with the walking the the talking dead they actually have like literally the moment somebody basically gets their brains eaten they're sitting on the couch right after the credits roll it's like and here is and here is Susie we were so sad to see you get eaten tonight but um you did a great oh. job <laughs> But you know what HBO could have done? It's like, all right, if you, well, number one, you've got to have some hosts with charisma. Uh, and I don't know, were the two people that were hosting this, was, were they part of the show or no? no? That would, I could forgive you being char charisma free if you were like Aria or somebody from the show. Right. No, they were just two rando nerds that they found somewhere. I don't know what they were doing. Um, yeah, I, don't somehow. Know, I don't know who their father was, but whatever the case is, they should not have. And they were not asked to return. They did not have an after show uh, in 2017 because of how the debacle that they had with the with the first go round. So somehow you and I weren't free, right? Anyway, uh, clearly, I don't know why they didn't contact <laughs> us because I would have literally, I would have worked for like an HBO uh, 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 Go subscription and a T-shirt, so they could have had me. <laughs> Believe me, I, I will. You know how I am. I ain't paying for nothing, but I would, <laughs> I was doing that. Believe me, believe me. So, but you know, um, to talk about that before we get back to the Stranger Things, I think HBO maybe learned their lesson because with the the hit that Insecure Issa Rae's Insecure is, they do an after show called um, The Wind Down, and Issa actually hosts it. It's like, it's a brief after show, so she actually hosts it, and usually it's with, it's always been with a character from the show. So with the Lawrence, or with, you know, some of the other, um, the uh, other cast members. So that, I think they saw, all right, this is not going to work, so we really need somebody connected to the show who better than Issa to host it because she created it and stars in it. Okay. Now, now does the, the, is the after show actually air on HBO or is it airing online somewhere? You know what? And that's a good question because I watch this obviously through like, I watched it on a preview of HBO go. <laughs> so they, uh, it was HBO, no HBO now. So, I watched it, and then right after was the after show. So what I don't know is whether that that's the way it premiered on HBO or the way it was on HBO. Yeah, I'm I don't think it is. I have never seen uh, her. How long is the after show? Is it like a half an hour or less? No, it's less than that. I think the after show is like 10 to 15 minutes. 
Wow. Yeah, I don't think they they were airing it. Somebody please call in and correct me if I'm wrong about that, if it actually yeah. does air on HBO. But because um, I actually don't know. Yeah, that's a real good question. So someone else that they know about that, I'd love to hear it. But the the shocking thing to me is Westworld had its first season last year. And don't get me started how bitter and angry I am that it's not back oh, now. <laughs> it's like October is almost... October is almost a memory and still no more Westworld. And Westworld is coming back sometime mysteriously in 2018. They can't even narrow it down to a season. Like, we'll be back in the spring. No, we'll be back sometime before 2019 is basically what they're saying. So, anyway, that show is made for an after show where we discuss all the minutiae of each and every episode. And, again, they're not doing anything about that. And, again, HBO. I would gladly, a t-shirt and an HBO Go account. That's all I need. That's all I need. You know what? It doesn't even have to be a shirt. A coffee mug. A coffee mug. Come on, people. He'll do it for a refrigerator magnet. Seriously. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sad but true. Sad but true. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, don't laugh because you know it's true. <laughs> because Netflix basically airs everything all at once. So can you, I guess you can watch the episode and then after that you click over and watch the after show. I wonder how it's being done. I'm actually so curious. I'm going to have to go check it out uh, uh, sometime, you know, uh, this weekend in between doing a Gnomeflix uh, movie club tomorrow. Um, I'll have so, to find the time to do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so will I. Well, according to my research, um it would roll out after uh, there. It would roll out after the show. I believe is going to be hosted by Community's Jim Rash, and it will be seven episodes featuring the show's cast, creators Matt and Ross Duffer, and other guests. Um, and this is according to the uh, the Hollywood Reporter. So they're going to analyze every aspect of the second season, and it's being produced by NBC Row. Uh, ironically, the same company that makes the Walking Dead after show Talking Dead. So I think they're going to do this right. Genius, <laughs> genius, genius. And you know what? That makes me think about something else. Okay, listen up, CBS All Access. You you got you got two original series, but one super fan uh, fan kind of uh, fanboy and fangirl generating show, um, Star Trek Discovery. Why the hell aren't we, t like, you know, a uh, 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 Trekkers Discuss or something show? They need to have an after show. Um, you know, especially you're trying to get money from us uh, to basically watch one show. So, yeah, you need, you need to throw in an after show and uh, uh, an after party or something to keep us, keep us paying for this. Let me tell you something. Just like Kevin just offered with, the, with uh, Westworld. Is that what it's called? Westworld? Yes. Yeah. If you give me a CBS All Access account, because you know I'm not going to pay for it, if you give it for it, I will gladly do a Star Trek after show. Gladly. Oh, my God. You're probably going to need a co-host, Tachi. So... I, I, I know I'm going to need a co-host, and I know the perfect person. His name is Kevin. No, oh, Malone. My, oh, my God. I am shocked and flattered. 
thank you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. okay, so <laughs> Stop the charade. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I, I thought I was feigning my most sincere. <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyway. oh, and you know what I forgot to tell you? The, the title of the show is called Beyond Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. No, it's a great title. And so they definitely, I don't understand. So Star Trek. You need to get on it, CBS All Access and HBO. When you come back, whenever season two of Westworld finally drops, you need to have an F, an after show talking talking in the West, whatever you're gonna call it. You know, we'll work on the name once you have hired Tachi and I to do it. Exactly. And and here's the thing. I don't understand why they don't. So HBO was brilliant. If, in fact, this is the thing that after show that they're doing on a they did on HBO now, but did not do on the linear platform HBO. That's cool because, you know, you're drawing in these people. But my suggestion do like Empire. Empire has a pre-show. They don't do an after show, but they do a pre-show on Facebook Live. I don't understand why you all are not pulling in these social platforms and doing something that would not only um, you, where they'll be able to connect and they'll be able to talk and make comments, but you can convert those uh, viewers into viewers on your platform. Do I have to do all the thinking for you? Yeah, well, you think there are certain kinds of shows that are real, you know, for lack of a better term, water cooler shows, or I guess now right. Twitter shows that people get super excited about. One thing that's coming up also on Netflix, and if they're smart, they'll do an after show about this, uh, is She's Got to Have It. Spike Lee, She Got yeah! It. Going to be a TV show. Can you imagine? There are going to be all kinds of things to discuss um, yeah! after each episode of that. I I can't wait. Have you ever seen the movie She's Gotta Have It? I have not seen it, and um, we are going to be reviewing that show on TV channeling um, in the coming weeks. So um, I basically want to go in as a newborn babe, having no preconceived notions of the fact that I know the basic premise is it's a woman who basically can't be, one man isn't enough for her, and she starts basically seeing three very different men uh uh, you know, and having she's very free with her sexuality, and um, she she will not be slut shamed, and um, it's basically about uh, how the how she juggles these men and how the men deal with being juggled. Yeah, that that's basically the premise of the movie, <laughs> too. I I've seen it probably like three times. Obviously, Spike Lee was one of my inspirations to go into film. So I've seen several of his movies and she's gotta have it was like his first theatrical release because he his um his thesis project, Joe's Barber Barbershop We Cut Heads, I don't remember if that was theatrically released. Maybe after the fact, but, you know, his first big theatrical release. Oh, it was, was definitely this. She's Gotta Have It. She's Gotta Have It, right. So um, I've seen it. So I'm going to be coming in from the point of view of somebody who has seen the original movie. All right. Now, speaking of uh, what's upcoming on TV channeling, Tachi, mm -hmm. I think you should tell people about a big show that's coming up. We have a huge show coming up. I can't even believe it myself that it's still so, and you know, I can't stand the word surreal because everybody uses it, but it fits in this case. <laughs> so we, we had the opportunity 
to not only interview, but also do a top five favorite shows episode with this person. Actress and activist Jo Marie Payton, who was, she's had such a long career, but you all probably know her best from Silver Spoons, from Perfect Strangers, and as the matriarch Harriet Winslow on uh, Family Matters, and as Sugar Mama in The Proud Family, amongst other roles that she had. And I, I mean, we'd had such a great conversation with her. It was like sitting at the feet of the masters when she was talking to us. And also, we're, um, yes, you're right. Everything you said was absolutely on point. And the, the great thing was she was so kind to do uh, a top five favorite shows of the 80s. So we got to say that, too. It's of the 80s. So yes. we talked about everything everything and so that's going to be available on uh for you to hear on our podcast at tvchanneling.com we're also available on stitcher you can also find us on soundcloud and of course itunes so definitely you've got to like uh uh oh and also please subscribe so you'll when the moment that and every other episode that we do drops you'll be able to hear it instantly and why would you not want to subscribe? If I do say so myself, we're pretty awesome, Kevin. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm trying not to agree, but I think I have to. Yeah. I think I, do. I, think I do. <laughs> the rhythm is going to get you. You've got to agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's time for us to wrap up our very first uh, uh, TVC Rewind episode here on Anchor. And we'd like to know what you'd like to hear from Tachi and I here on TVC Rewind. Um, we also want to, you know, uh, be your go-to place to come after any major event uh, in the media, especially things like the Oscars, any award show. If there's a major award show, Tachi and I will be talking about it after the fact. Uh, and so if there's any other shows you want us to basically recap and run down, uh, like, say, a Grey's Anatomy or a super scandalous scandal uh, or a... Riverdale, where oh, that's another thing I gotta say. Over on Riverdale, we've got now on Riverdale, we have uh, Riverdale high students wandering around the woods looking to uh, have anonymous sex hookups. What is happening in Riverdale? The creator of the original Archie comics is turning over and over and over again in his grave. Do you hear me? I'm you like, what? I didn't know this was because, you know, we reviewed it and I was like, oh, OK, uh, I thought it was going to be an interesting dark take on the Archie comics, which I so loved. But I'm like, I don't even think Archie comics when I watch this. Anymore. I'm like, what the hell is this? Oh, They're yeah, it's a dark take. All right. It's very dark. They're hooking up in for anonymous sex in the woods now. <laughs> yes. So anyway, but if you'd like us to recap that and discuss that in, at length, <laughs> we're more than happy. To, we're happy to do it. No, this is where I put my foot down. No, <laughs> not with. No, no, we'll talk. We'll talk, a lot, we'll, we'll talk a lot of crap about it. We'll recap it, but we won't have nice things to say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, that's true. If you're looking, what for you wish for? Exactly. <laughs> Wow, this was fun, Kevin. I was, really enjoyed it. 
Oh my God, it was super fun, Tachi. So again, if you if there's anything you'd like us to talk about, either in the news or a show you'd like to recap, just call in. And if you have any comments about anything that we Tachi and I just discussed, we would love to hear from you. And we will most definitely put uh, you know uh, publish your call and you know holler back at you. Absolutely. So why don't we sign off the way we sign off on TV channeling? Let's do it, Tachi. Okay. Well, thank you guys for listening. It's because of you that we're even here and we appreciate you. So with that, I'm going to say bye from Tachi. And goodbye from Kevin. And remember, if you're watching it on TVC uh, Rewind, we're talking about it. Cheers. Bye.